welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in as always. So, Ramadan's in the corner. Yes, and uh, a number of our clients, uh, the majority of them do observe Ramadan every single year. And uh, before you ask, yes, the Ramadan guide is coming. So just uh, hang fire for me, please. Uh, We've got that coming in the middle of March. So we're just doing a couple of more tidy ups and a couple of uh, bits and bobs here and there. But we'll get that out for you guys soon. And as always, it will be free. Now, this episode won't be long at all. I just want to cover some some, some, some hacks and some tips that you can utilize to make sure that your body's primed for the, the ultimate fat-burning furnace to occur when you are fasting, okay? So, let's get stuck straight in. One of the best things that you can do just now, and a lot of people are, a lot of females are doing it because they're trying to catch up to missed fast, but is to do a little bit of uh, intermittent fasting because what generally tends to happen is you flip the switch. You've not been, obviously, preparing for it you flip the switch and Ramadan hits you and you, your first couple are a massive struggle. However, what that means is that when iftar comes, you tend to overfeed yourself and you stuff yourself because you are so damn hungry. But if you do a little bit of intermittent fasting, maybe a week or so before, you're kind of going to get used to it already. So that means that by the time iftar comes and it's time to open up your fast, you will not be as hungry. Okay, and that will help you restrict the calories because, and I must stress one more time, When it comes to Ramadan, the way that you lose or gain weight still comes down to calories. The process of fat burning has nothing to do with the fact that you're fasting or nothing to do with the fact that, you you know, your body, your stomach's grumbling, which a few people have oddly stated. Um, Nothing to do with that. It's all about how much have you consumed over the course of the day. That's it. And in Ramadan, it's a smaller eating window. So that's why some people say to me, oh, I've never been able to lose weight in Ramadan. It's because of the food you're eating. That's it. That's all it comes down to. So some people will overeat and they'll go crazy during iftar. They'll snack a little bit afterwards. um, And then they're, you know, whatever they have for suhoor, it's not going to be that much, I suppose. But they've like almost kind of destroyed their calorie allowance, so to speak, uh, after our time. And that's kind of how you gain weight, basically. And losing weight or maintaining your weight is the complete opposite. You just maintain uh, the, your caloric amount or you go slightly less than what you need. But I personally do not recommend counting calories in Ramadan because it is just not easy because it's going to be quite difficult to do. You're going to be bloody hungry. Uh, you might be helping out in the kitchen. You might be, you know, having people over, whatever it may be. So who the hell wants to calorie count in the month of Ramadan? So that's why our guide is going to come out and it's going to keep things a bit simple for you. I usually recommend clients do not train during Ramadan. Okay, which is my po- which is point number two. Not training during Ramadan is a good thing because it means that when Ramadan finishes, your body is ready to soak up any training that you do. So giving yourself a break is going to be quite a good thing because your soft tissue, your muscles, your nervous system gets a bit of a break. Uh, and then when Ramadan ends, you'll notice gains that you never would have thought existed. I make the best progress myself and even our clients make some of their best progress because a lot of them want to tone their bodies after Ramadan, the first two, three months after Ramadan, they are on the moon because they make tremendous progress. But hey, Zeb, I, I don't want to. I don't want to lose my progress. I don't want to lose the muscle. I don't want to, uh, you know, stop the fat burning. It's not going to happen, provided that you are still eating enough food or eating the right types of food, should I say? Okay. Now, if you have a burning desire and your life depends on it, you know that you really, really do want to work out during Ramadan please stop training fasted. I have had people many times before argue with me on this and they've put their own health at risk saying that I want to, you know, 
train fasted because I've got no food in my stomach and I want to burn the fat. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. If these methods worked, guys, do you not think the whole world would be bloody fit? Everyone would be doing it? That's probably the simplest way to answer it, okay? So if you want to train after iftar is fine, but then again, the time issue comes into it because not a lot of people have a lot of time. So my little tip for you would be to open up the fast. If, you're, if your family or you know whoever you're with is okay with you breaking your fast and training afterwards, that's cool. So what you want to do is have something very slow, uh, fast acting, not slow acting, fast acting, a fast acting protein source and some sugars or some carbs. The easiest way to do it is a dates, a bunch of dates and a protein shake, right? What I personally used to do was have a big protein smoothie. So I used to put two scoops of whey in a blender. I used to put some water in there. I didn't put milk in there because that would have slowed down the digestion. Uh, put some water in there, uh, threw in a couple of dates and a banana and I was ready to go. And I had energy within an hour. Okay, uh, that's the best time to train is like 45 minutes after breaking your fast. Uh, if you don't want to have a big meal and then train because trust me, it's not going to be productive at all. Okay, so just two things I wanted to share with you guys. Um, do a little bit of fasting before Ramadan starts. And secondly, you know, train now, push yourself, but during the month of Ramadan, do not train. If you really if you really want to train, then follow those tips I just gave you. But ideally, probably don't. Give yourself a bit of a break because focus on, you know, nutrition being the main thing. And then after Ramadan finishes, your body's going to have had a good break. Your nervous system would have been uh, kind of recovered and feeling very good. Then you can then hammer the weights and make some freaking amazing progress after Ramadan. Trust me on that. We get people on Instagram who follow that advice and they always message me like a month or two after Ramadan and they've told me, oh, I didn't lose any muscles I thought I would have or my gains haven't actually been that bad or I've made some great progress, I'm getting stronger. There you go, folks. Okay, so a lot more Ramadan um, snippets to come, but I just wanted to share that with you because I was just doing a little coaching uh, segment with our clients, uh, kind of helping them on that. So I thought I'd uh, share this with you as well, just very practical things. As always, folks, any questions at all, just fire them over to me and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.